Back in the bar. <laughs> um, it's a cold, rainy, windy day today in Tefanganui Atara where we are, and um, it's been hailing. So obviously, I've done the natural thing and gone out to the balcony, collected some hailstones, and put it in a drink that I managed to um, wrestle together, <laughs> um, which is Barker's lemon honey ginger uh, with a splash of tequila. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. Wellington's actually been holding up pretty well this storm, all things considered. I think, yeah, there's a bit of surface flooding, but it's mostly just uh, waters one and two. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, there's there's the third water. Yeah, some brown liquid, mysterious. I saw a dirty diaper float out into the road where it belonged. I I saw a, a, a manhole cover... Um, erupt with a geyser below it and I, I jumped onto the manhole cover to reach the, the coins in the bonus area <laughs> above. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you for your service. Um, everyone working to uh, stop this, the geysers of shit from overtaking the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's a, a, a reasonable segue. Uh, what, are we, what are we talking about Today, Nabila. Oh, welcome to the second episode of Dinner and a Movie, by the way. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. And this is the, the podcast where we talk about the mahi that people do through the lens of a meal and, and a f- food. Yes. Uh, sorry. sorry, a meal and a film. And <laughs> a meal and a food. A meal and a food. Yeah. Me making a meal of the audio. <laughs> but seriously, Nabila, what are we talking about today? Um, today, I'll be interviewing our second guest. If you've tuned in last week, um, metaphorically last week, uh, you would have listened to our wonderful first guest, uh, myself, talk about the film Midsummer. Or Midsommar. <laughs> um, and and uh, what a wonderful guest she was. It was so just great. yeah, a really strong start to the podcast. Mm. And yeah, a really strong uh, uh, dating uh, experience so far. 10 out yes. of 10. But today we have uh, another wonderful guest, um, Jimmy Lanyard, who is also my co-host. Um, it's not that we don't have guests. We're just trying it out um, on ourselves first. So Yeah, just a, a proof of concept to yeah. show how great our premise is yes. um, before we, we start yeah. you know, getting the, the, the John Campbells and Susie Catos of the world on as, as guests. <laughs> Reference went over my head. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, I guess the natural thing to do right now is to ask you, uh, Jimmy... What, what what is it that you do in your daily life when you're not hanging out with me? Yeah, so without uh, going into too many identifiable details, without doxing mm. myself, um, I do work for the government in, in some capacity, and I, and I have for uh, um, the better part of a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nabila and I have 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 written articles that are, are critical of the public sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, mainly coming from a place that we, we just want the government to operate as effectively as it can for the yeah. benefit of everyone in Aotearoa. Yeah. Um, and what more, what would a public servant want other than other than that? Yeah, um, you just got to 
smack the government around a bit. Okay. Anyway, I do not. Yeah, I just for the record, I do not smack the government around. Uh, <laughs> um. So, in your day to day life, can you describe to me what happens when you like from the moment you wake up and you're like, all right. It's a Monday without, of course, doxing yourself and your colleagues.、Mm-hmm. So what do I do? I first of all, I I, I get up at the the crack of dawn.、Um, yep. I look myself in the mirror, dead in the eyes, and I say, <laughs> "You've got this. You can do this." And then I I kind of slap myself on the the side of the face. Um,、yep. backwards and forwards, alternate, and I do this for I don't know twenty or so minutes.、Mm. Um, and then I um get up and have a. Uh, a simple breakfast of two wheat bix,、um, <laughs> and、uh, you're girl bossing too close to the sun, Jimmy. <laughs> and、um, yeah, and then I、uh, take a take a scooter to work because、um, mm. I'm a bit quirky like that.、Um, I wear my Barker's suit with my、um, matching matching sneakers, and、uh, the socks can be a little bit cheeky. Um, and then I go sit at a desk and、um, scroll Twitter for about eight hours. Yeah,、mm-hmm. that sounds like what I imagine public servants do. Yeah, I just had a thought, and this is completely off topic, but is Barkers like the clothing company the same as Barkers the drinks thing? No. Okay, just checking.、Uh, I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, because I know that tip top bread and tip top ice cream are the same, but I think Barkers means we're. Im- Barkers, Geraldine, are, are two different organisations. Okay.、Um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings us to our first sponsor for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Um. So now that we've established your mahi, the which is essentially scrolling through Twitter and getting it's it's hard yakka, but you know someone's got to do it. Yeah. That someone's you. Yeah. Um. And I'm not. <laughs> calling myself a hero or、no. asking for any kind of、um, public、uh, service award or recognition, you know, just the just leave. Yeah, just the the joy <laughs> of seeing a a, a well operating、uh, society and economy,、um, and national infrastructure is all the reward I need. Really, yeah. yeah.、Oh, thank you for your public service. <laughs> I made that joke twice, so you could keep the you could keep the second one and leave the first one out.、Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take both out, but leave the explanation in. <laughs> It'll be like a mysterious、yeah. joke, and everyone's gonna like,、oh, what'd she say? <laughs> uh, and I guess um, I do want to add that um, not many of our our guests are mainly gonna be people who come、um, artists, activists, academics who come on here with with mahi that they, they want to promote, and obviously. Uh, being an uh, anonymous、um, cog in the government machine, I can't、yeah. do that. I do want to add that I do have a life outside work. I do have other things I could have done this about, but、um, I chose public servant because I really want to talk about the film I'm going to talk about today. So even、mm. though I'm boring eight hours a day, I'm a, a little bit fun on weekends, and I just wanted that on the record. You're a little fun over the duration of a movie. That doesn't segue into my first question.、Um, as I sit here chewing cold kumara fries that are extremely soggy,、uh, what is the meal that you picked? What sort of s- speaks to the public service life? What dish can can describe the the work that you do um, um, with the government? 
Yeah, so I think we're going to have a lot of guests on the show, a lot of, you know, poets talking in, in lovely evocative language about, you know, a plate of strawberries or people from diverse... Why are they Timothy Chalamet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet? Uh, I guess a friend of the show, Timothy Chalamet. Um, <laughs> or, you know, people from, like, diverse non-Swedish backgrounds talking about their, their nas- national cuisine with enthusiasm. Last week, Nabila talked about... a dish that that when prepared with love is like a really provides a really good metaphor for solidarity and the the meal Mm. i'm going to talk to you about today is none of those things and (laughs) i think it's kind of testament to the kind of sterile soulless kind of work that the public service Mm -hmm. does Mm -hmm. Um, without overplaying it i'm i'm fine i'm all good Um, (laughs) he doesn't cry himself (laughs) to sleep at night Um, at all yeah but i mean just the the the, the nature of a of an eight hour day means that that meals in the public sector are not like particularly flashy or lovely people either have leftovers or that they eat at the desk or, or takeaways. It's, yeah. it's really not too exciting. But what I want to hone in today is a discussion of the catering companies mm-hmm. that we absolutely know and love. I'm talking companies like Nosh, uh, like Blue Carrot, and of course, um, the, 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 the most notorious of all, Eat My Lunch. Um, <laughs> and um, Nabila's laughing because she thinks I'm making up. Uh, I, <laughs> for context, I know nothing about uh, catering companies in Aotearoa because I have only been here for two and a half years and I've never really been in an office job uh, per se. Uh, and therefore, the catering companies that we as postgrads get are what you would call... Um, uh, leftovers from the previous party that mm. um, they give to us students, and mm-hmm. we fight over them. Um, so it's, I was wondering uh, what the wee um, the wee little um, opening at the bottom of your office door yeah. was. Do they just yeah. slide the plate they under there? They slide the plate yeah. under there. So I believe at our last postgrad symposium, um, we had a half-eaten sheet cake um, that we <laughs> nibbled on throughout as we talked about saving the world. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, yeah, no no idea what these companies are like. So if you could describe them to me uh, or a foreign listener. Sorry, we don't say the F word here. Uh, yeah, so I guess most public servants would encounter catering companies when they're away at a, um, you know, a, t- a team building day mm. or um, uh, some sort of seminar yeah. or something that goes over the course of a day. And um, I guess... For me, I'm most familiar with uh, these particular meals um, through bargaining. So I was involved in in bargaining on behalf of um, on behalf of the union um, at um, in a previous job, and um, um, one of the the things that we were able to get, which um, I was I was pretty proud of, is um, being able to be. Um, fed for, for, for meetings that took place over, mm. over the usual lunchtime. And I, I think that, um, I think that it's, it's good, like tikanga for an organization yeah. to, to feed someone if it's going to expect them to sit in a, mm. a room over the time in which they'd usually be eating, not, you know, a Tupperware container full of reheated mac cheese. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I just want to ask a more fundamental question here mm-hmm. about what you just said. Um, what is a union? 
uh, <laughs> again for context uh, i'm from singapore no, I'm, <laughs> i know what a union is i am in two of them yeah, yeah, yeah too. So yeah, for Nabila's philosophy is as um a little bit like um your, your regular Pokemon trainer, where mm. as terms of union, she's got to got to catch them all. I'm only a <laughs> member of the one, unfortunately. But um, if any of the other ones are listening and want to have me, then um, uh, yeah, you know how to get me, feed me. Um, yeah, you don't actually have to answer the question about what is a union. Oh, okay, <laughs> totally fine. Um, Webster's <laughs> defines union as um so. Oh uh, my god, imagine if you start like a wedding speech with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what is marriage if not the, the, the union? Yeah, the perfect yeah. union, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. If someone ever invites me to do a wedding speech, I might try to unionize the whole... We're not going to be in a church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole place. Yeah. So, yeah, so while I was, while I was bargaining... Um, we uh, received meals from various catering companies. I think we we tried lots of different ones. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm a vegetarian, and a lot of these. Um, Ooh, I'm joking. I'm also a vegetarian. <laughs> a lot of these <laughs> catering companies um, do the thing where um, portion sizes are smaller mm. if you're a vegetarian. So, what you usually get is some sort of um, some sort of quiche. Um, oh, a, the worst a, thing ever. Yeah, a piece Invented. of fruit and a slice um, for dessert. Um, usually, a slice of what? A slice. Um, a slice of what? A, you know, like a slice. Uh, you know, yeah. I... I'm going to skip over that kiwi slang. <laughs> <laughs> slice of what? <laughs> a slice. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I know that a lot of people, when they come to New Zealand and they get invited to... To, to, to food sharing occasions they get told to bring a plate um, and they just bring a, a piece of crockery um, so uh, I hear you I hear you on your, your criticisms of the ways to th- uh, of the way we say things in these cases a slice is a, um, a kind of geometric shape usually a square or a triangle um, packed with the best shapes I would say yeah they're up there and the, um, I'm, a, I'm partial to circles as well but they're packed with Lots of seeds and nuts, mm. and not much uh, like sugar or flavor. So these, um, yeah, these meals tend to be very um, kind of stereotypically yeah. healthy. Oh. Um, uh, like I said, small portion sizes, mm. and um, yeah, a kind of world apart from the food made with love that we're kind of used to. Yeah. However, oh, is there something special in this? There was. A, <laughs> Uh, a few times with them bargaining, where um, we where I was able to talk to the the the, the EA who was organising the um, the meals, who was someone who I'd personally recruited for the union, mm-hmm. and um, talk to him about getting um, catering provided by the union itself, and yeah. um, the union contracted. Um, a woman who I think um, didn't have an official catering company necessarily, but I think just cooked on like contract with the union and her meals were so big, really like, you know, cheesy pizza and lots of different things that the the, the omnivores in the bargaining team got like big piles of Mm. fried chicken. And Mm. um, this was really nice, really plentiful food that she provided for a comparable price to, you know, blue carrot or or Mm. whatever. And, I guess 
it was a demonstration of of, of what a difference uh, it makes when when food is made with with love or with yeah. with intention um, and with yeah. thought to the people um, eating it. Yeah. Uh that's a lovely story. It reminds me of um, um. So in the last office job I had, um, it was in Singapore, and um, we also have like these rubbish catering companies. Um, I don't think the food is as bad because generally you get quite a lot of food, and you get like noodles and rice and bihun and just so this kind of speaks to just the food in general being better in singapore yeah yeah i guess you could say that mm. i mean <laughs> um but um uh, towards the sort of last couple of years as i was working in this organization um in singapore um we uh, so so it, it it was a social service organization and um, one of the people that we worked with through like community engagement also runs a catering business. So she's um, uh, an older sort of woman who does like a family business um, uh, where she and her daughter uh, makes like nasi padang style um, food for as as like a catering business and it was just the best food ever and then we just I think that was that became the switch to kind of a small way to support the the work that um, the people we get uh, that we interact with um, through through service work uh, service work makes it sound like I was in a church <laughs> <laughs> I was not in a church um, it was an NGO <laughs> same thing <laughs> um now i i did want to hone in on one company mm. in particular which i think it really exemplifies um when we we think about the role of government and the failure of government yeah um there is an organization that um i have i have partaken of a number of times called eat my lunch uh-huh. um now eat my lunch is a social enterprise. Uh huh. Um, I hate them. Yeah. I hate social enterprises. Yeah. So it's like an it's like a um uh like a, a corporation, but it's like uh it's it's good. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. like how do I remain as capitalist and exploitative as possible, but then also not be known as that. Yeah. So um. Eat my lunch for I think between about twelve ninety five and twenty dollars per person. For every catering meal bought, they have promised to buy a meal for um for for poor kids who can't afford lunch to have mm. at school. Um, the one issue with this mm-hmm. is that they're completely non transparent about where that money goes. How the meals are purchased. Yeah. Um, they're part owned by Foodstuffs, one of the owners of our big um, supermarket. So not not, <laughs> not the most ethical um, organization um, at the best of times. Yeah. Um, and um, but this is supposed to make people people feel good. They're, yeah. they're getting they're getting their, their shitty uh, granola slices and and quiches, but um, yeah. they know that 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 some kid in in South Auckland is also getting. Uh, granola slice and quiche so this um, is oh poor kids this yeah. is like ronald mcdonald charity house <laughs> i think it's worse than ronald mcdonald charity yeah. house i think ronald mcdonald charity at least has saved some kids yeah this organization um so 
uh, I was looking into this and they, they had a figure on their website of the number of kids that um, can't afford to um, uh, bring lunch. And mm. they like just inflated the number by about tenfold, which is a... Uh, so they had just fake information on their website. Um, and like I said, you don't actually know how many children are getting fed as a result of this. It's purely yeah. hypothetical. Yeah. But this this sense of doing the right thing is what drives their business model. And yeah. I remember um, at one time, um, uh, maybe a, about five years ago, they um, uh, kind of made a challenge to, to members of parliament in, in Aotearoa mm-hmm. saying either use eat my lunch when you're catering your meetings or you don't care about poor kids. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> and like, there's so many problems in this. And I guess the biggest problem of all is the fact that an, a shitty supermarket organization needs to pretend to be ethical yeah. is because of the failure of the government. The government should be feeding these kids. Yeah. Um, but the, go- the government, if, if the public service... Uh, uh, buying if if I go on a, a team building day yeah. and I get eat my lunch, that's the government buying me food in order to outsource feeding kids to the private sector mm. in a way that we don't even know. We don't have any of the kind of oversight that we would have if if the if the government itself was feeding these kids. Yeah. So it's kind of just a kind of messed up. Uh, private-public interaction that Mm -hmm. kind of exemplifies a lot of what's wrong with the government. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) neoliberalism. Exactly, neoliberalism. Yeah, obviously I think Eat My Lunch is is an absolute joke Mm -hmm. and the food's not that good and uh, we should be going home at lunchtimes to have big meals with our loved ones um, instead of eating leftovers at the desk. Yeah. But if we, we have sh- to, we should also just be going home at lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if we do end up eating, if we do end up having unavoidable meetings during lunch breaks, um, they should be catered with mm. um, uh, someone who is able to make food with with love and yeah. and not miss out their their experience. I know there are people for whom eating is is just kind of. Uh, like nourishment or whatever. Mechanical activity. Yeah, and I don't know how many of them we'll have on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Difficult. But um, I think for most people, this is like a fundamental human experience that nine-to-five work has a way of of draining of its humanity. Nine-to-five work and poverty. Poverty, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, all right. So as you... um, slowly pack away uh little leftovers from the buffet of um um food that you've been provided your slices and your your quiches um <laughs> and you you come come on home in your barker suit and your scooter that you can get um anywhere in the city just lying down on the footpath in the middle of the footpath <laughs> like a dead robot um I actually, I actually tend to get my, in terms of just um, my mode of transport back from from work. I tend to go down to the the waterfront and just throw a, 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 the old uh, the old fishing line into the lagoon and pulling up uh, one of the scooters that lives down there. Oh my god! That has been washed down in the last storm. Uh, I thought you were gonna go somewhere quirky with that, like 
I don't know, ride a stingray along <laughs> along the waterfront. Um, Wouldn't that be a sight to behold? <laughs> a public servant on a stingray. <laughs> Only in quirky Wellington. <laughs> Wellington's so quirky. We have a... Our best feature is a bucket fountain. And also, interestingly enough, the only um, example of operational plumbing in the city. That's true. It's the only thing that has worked that has water in it. Um, so, yeah, as you pack away your little quiches and um, half-nibbled slices uh, and come home, um, settle in for a film, and you you really want to scratch the itch of like, oh, I'm not quite done with work yet. I want to watch something that's related to work. What is it? What is it that you'll watch? Well, there is a movie mm-hmm. that I saw um, a few years ago, soon after it, it came out, that I think really, really sums up the way that, that government works. Um, and I know what you're... Uh, you probably have a movie in your head, and this is probably not it, but the best film about the public service, in my humble opinion, or at least yeah. the most accurate film is Hideaki Anno's um, film Shin Godzilla. Um, mm. uh, so Anno, um, who has a massive cult following from his, his anime Neon Genesis Evangelion, which mm. um, everyone on Twitter loves, and is, is extremely good. Um, this is um, a live-action film that he co-directed with Shinji Higuchi um, that um, is a kind of reboot of the, mm. the Godzilla story that we all know and love. Ooh. Um, for audiences that are unfamiliar, uh, with this cinematic universe, <laughs> um, how, what, it, what, it, what is Godzilla? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, Godzilla is lots of things to lots oh, of different fuck. people. He's, he can be friend, he can be foe. Mm. Um, and his first appearance in, appear, in his first appearance in 1954, um, in um, the absolute masterpiece, um, uh, Gojira, mm-hmm. um, he um, kind of was a, like an absolute monster who destroyed Tokyo in a number of scenes that are kind of very reminiscent of um, the nuclear attacks on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, mm-hmm. which is like less than a decade after those attacks is like a really like brutal and upsetting and effective movie um Mm. kind of in the decades after that he sometimes uh was this kind of monster but other times he was um he was friendly and helped defend uh tokyo or even earth from other monsters Mm -hmm. um he had a few hollywood movies he had cartoons he was had many different iterations but the, the the iteration of gojira or godzilla that really resonates with me is the one that Arno brought to the screen in 2016. So this film was mainly a response to the the Fukushima um, disaster and a criticism Mm. of the Japanese government's Mm. response to that disaster. Mm -hmm. And in this film, Godzilla is at his, like, least relatable ever. He's not a character. He's, like, a force of nature. He's, like disgusting with like bulging veins Mm. and eyes and he's i don't know that sounds pretty relatable (laughs) to me (laughs) yeah so in this movie uh godzilla is essentially uh me before i've had my coffee (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so 
I think, you know, a comparison can be made to less effective films like Don't Look Up, which is also yeah. about the government response to a, or a bad, bad response to a, a natural disaster. And, uh, you know, so even though this um, is specifically meant to be a film about Fukushima, it can be read um, about our response to um, to climate change, yeah. about the, the later response to, to COVID, um, even though none of these things weren't necessarily in the mind of the, the creators. It's kind of Godzilla is a kind of force of nature mm-hmm. in this film. Yeah. Rather than a guy. Yeah. Um, and in these kind of uh, kaiju films that have existed since 1954, um, the weakest part of them is usually the human characters. You care about these monsters or these dudes in rubber suits um, doing <laughs> wrestling moves on each other um, against miniature cities. And the, the human characters are really there often. And it, the worst, worst of these films feel like they're there just to pad out the running time. Mm. And I think Shin Godzilla does something really interesting with this where the human characters, and they are primarily public servants in this film, responding to a giant monster attacking yeah. their city. Yeah. Um, they, for mo- most of them, are so uh, ineffective or anonymous that it becomes kind of funny. The film mm. kind of cycles through, um, like, several different, uh, you know, briefings, meetings, select committees, task forces, um, often with, like, uh, increasingly long and convoluted subtitles yeah. outlining what exactly the specific <laughs> specific group is that's responding to to Godzilla. Um, yeah. And um, although there are a core group of um, there are heroes in the film, there are a core group of characters who want to use you know an evidence based approach and um, you know work together and leveraging um, effective infrastructure to uh, to contain this threat. Um, a lot of the the running time is, you know, uh, just bumbling ministers not knowing what to do or bumbling public servants. And, um, for example, there's a, a scene with a, a press conference where a minister says, uh, there is no danger of the creature coming ashore. Mm-hmm. And then one of his aides whispers in his ear, uh, sir, the, the creature has just come ashore. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, you, you think of um, uh, George W. Bush when he was learning about 9-11. Mm. Um, so... Uh, it's a really yeah funny and effective movie yeah. in the way it uses this really old um, iconography, but to tell a story that is very specific to a, a certain sector. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, and um, I guess a lot of the the characters um, and they are, um, the the hero characters and. This, um, you know, a lot of them are, are scientists who are using um, uh, evidence-based approaches. Young, um, uh, you know, young men and women that the high-ranking public servants don't take seriously. Yeah. And they t- say things like, beware of unfounded optimism. And, you know, yeah. you can kind of think about COVID where people have this unfounded optimism and just kind of public public officials can say you know oh the the pandemic's over even though we have yeah in new zealand a, a record number of deaths every week um this idea that this idea that life's returning to normal even though uh there's a big m- gross monster rampaging through your city mm-hmm. um evolving like a pokemon <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
yeah. Um, is there a sense in the film in um, to you um, about the responsibility of of the um, the government's response being to have people absorb the responsibility of this giant monster running around the city? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's obviously like the the human cost every time yeah. the monster comes and destroys stuff there's yeah. people die yeah. um and to a lot of the officials in the films that this this human cost is uh is maybe necessary for their yeah. own political careers mm. um whereas to the 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 small group of hero characters it's something that they desperately want to want to avoid mm. but often they're shut down by people above them whether that's because of uh, yeah, careerism or, or sexism or ageism or just, yeah. yeah, not taking the experts seriously. Yeah. So there's a running theme between your choice of meal, choice of food in your mahi, which is um, the cost of new, the cost and failures of neoliberalism <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> that we've kind of hit um, at the moment. So if you, if you, okay, you're in your job at the Ministry of Beep. Um, or department, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or a crown, um, maybe it's a crown entity. Who knows? Shit. Um, uh, and you receive word from a colleague and at a meeting that a giant monster is running around Wellington City. Um, in your role, what do you do? What work streams do you start? <laughs> <laughs> well... Here's here's what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to let this delicious uh, granola slice go to waste. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, stuff my face yes. um, with with this this beautiful beautiful kai um, before I look out um, look out the window and and see some sort of kaiju coming out of Wellington Harbour to yeah. to, to wreak havoc. Um, so I think one of the uh, good things about one th- one of the things I love about Shin Godzilla is it does have a, a kind of even though it's a a film about the f- failure of institutions it does kind of have a a, a utopian angle um, where it kind of has an idea of what a good response could look like mm-hmm. um, and that response is is evidence based um, puts the people first and uh, given the uh, the infrastructure that we have t- uh, talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously in this podcast mm-hmm. i think a lot of uh public servants and probably people working for the private sector as well in wellington have some sort of sense of disaster plans yeah um they maybe have a bag or a box under their desk with some essentials in it like a slice some slice <laughs> <laughs> that stuff will never go off uh, <laughs> uh and if an earthquake or a tsunami or um, uh, simultaneous uh, giant sewage guys um, erupts. People have an idea of what they would do. And although we haven't specifically talked about what would happen in the the case of a a kaiju, um, uh, I think if they come from the the water, the response is probably very similar to a tsunami. Mm -hmm. If they come from the sky, it's probably very similar to... Um, like a, a, a asteroid strike. Um, if they uh, come from underground, it's probably similar to an earthquake, etc. Uh, ah, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, so I think the most likely uh, like monster we'll get is probably um, if 
every single item that's prohibited from being flushed or drained um, <laughs> coalesced <laughs> into a giant water uh, like creature uh-huh. that is made up of glorious things like oil and wet wipes. And, um, People talk about like fatbergs, <laughs> where like all the fat that's gone down the the pipes that doesn't yeah. coalesce um, kind of. Cr- goes into one big blob yeah um yeah so so that will be the monster that we have Mm -hmm. um in wellington specifically yeah um uh so your response to that would be like to uh like go under a table like an earthquake (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, well, Explain. If it's, if it's long and strong, Nabila, you got to get gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, when we realize that this giant stink blob uh, that's a creature of our own making, um, and um, side note, these are often creatures of our own it's making. So true, often, so true. Yeah, they're often the result of, of nuclear energy. And um, I didn't mention it, but... And wet wipes. Yeah, the military in Shin Godzilla want to... Um, and there's a whole subplot around US involvement in the disaster and naturally the US would make things worse um, but there's a whole subplot around whether or not to nuke the monster which would mean nuking Tokyo uh, which is this absolutely horrific yeah. uh, possibility uh, given Japan's history but um, yeah. as, as the the, um, the option being pushed by the, the military and the US military as well in this film so um, yeah. That's not what I'm proposed. When I, uh, <laughs> I do not think we should nuke Wellington. Um, when the, um, so when this uh, stinky blob monster um, has uh, is showing no signs of of escaping, mm-hmm. then I would um, suggest that that everyone um, uh, leaves. Um, the evacuates the vicinity as quickly as possible. Now, obviously, in Wellington, this is a problem since we have limited uh, roads out out of Wellington and the trains are never operating. Yeah. Um, so the infrastructure could pose an issue here, but maybe um, like at least fleeing into the hills up um, Mount Victoria, this kind of li- monster has li- liquid properties, which mean it's probably <laughs> g- gravity's pulling it down and it's difficult for it to, to, to get high. So right. I, I would get to higher ground in the very least if we can't um, escape. Um, and over the last couple of years, the public sector has become very effective at working remotely. So if, even if people um, escape Wellington or Aotearoa entirely, they should be able to coordinate a response, uh, depending on their Wi-Fi and uh, <laughs> etc. So um, uh, what I would do is I would get uh, the experts into... Um, uh, and scientists to tell us what we should do. And given that this is a kaiju movie, uh, the scientist is like going to be a like bearded guy who was like fired from university by saying for saying that a big stinky monster was one day going to take over <laughs> Wellington, and no one took him seriously. And this crackpot is finally vindicated by events. And this guy, who I'm sure all woman, this crackpot can like. Oh, nice save. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, crackpots can be any gender Um, uh, this crackpot um, is the person who's going to lead this evidence based Mm -hmm. approach Mm. yeah this needs to be an approach um, that is adopted by all of government and I think 
I think the union needs to be involved because of workers' uh, rights. I think like Mana Fenua needs to be involved like mm. at the beginning, not as a not as an afterthought, not as a yeah. stakeholder. They're like as a treaty partner, they have as much stake, probably no more stake than the crown mm-hmm. in fighting this giant stink, stink diaper monster. monster yeah. Um so they need to be engaged at like day zero mm-hmm. and then we need to get this mixture of yeah, crackpots uh, unionists, mana whenua, and uh, maybe the government uh, <laughs> around the table to work out how to respond to this while reducing the human and environmental harm. Yeah, and not nuking Wellington. Is that is that is that reasonable? Would you? Yeah, yeah, that's re- that's good. Yeah. Let's roll it out. Um, all right. So that was your film and your dinner, or your dinner and a movie. Uh, that was your dinner and a movie, um, Jimmy. Great job. I'm Thank so you. glad we have you on the service, uh, not a church. Uh, and I think that concludes today's episode. What do you think? Yeah, I don't have have much else to, to add other than, um, yeah, uh, yeah, just protect your loved ones from giant monsters yeah Yeah. um don't flush wet wipes Mm -hmm. and use a bidet (laughs) (laughs) disgusting pakiha (laughs) 